What is the insider market advantage and how can you get it when you're investing in condos? Coming up on this episode. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Thank you very much for listening. Once again, Andrew LaFleur here. Glad to have you with me again. And thank you for taking the time to listen to me talk to you, whether you're commuting right now, you're working out, you're going for a walk. You are sitting in your office. You're supposed to be working, but instead you're learning about condo investing, whatever, whatever it is you're doing right now. Thank you very much for your time. And I really appreciate your, um, your ear, having your ear. And, and I don't uh, take advantage of that. I know time is so precious. It's the most important commodity that we have, especially as I get older and I have kids and I'm having another kid soon. Um, life is busy. And uh, time is is very precious. So thank you very much for giving me a little bit of yours today. So as I said in the intro, I want to talk about the insider market advantage. It's a term that I, I, I've come up with to describe one aspect of pre-construction condo investing and why you should do it and why I do it and why my clients do it. So we talk. I want to talk about in this episode what is what do I mean by what is the insider market advantage, and how do you take advantage of that as a buyer, as an investor, and specifically how does it compare to the resale market? So this podcast has come about. I've done a lot of podcasts and videos and things on this subject. The one of the prob, possibly the most frequently asked question that I get, especially by new investors, is. Andrew, why should I invest in a pre-construction condo? Why not invest in something resale? Why should I invest in something that's not going to be built for several years when I can just go out on the street and buy something that's already built, something existing uh, in the resale market today and get it now? And some of the things that we've, you know, and, and I'm getting a, this question a lot. I'm getting this question a lot right now because, as I said, we are, well, actually, I didn't mention this, but as a time of recording this podcast, we're at the end of summer and we're about to enter in the fall season. And a lot of people are contacting me every day and asking me and getting ready to enter into the market for the first time whenever the seasons change. It's a common thing as people think about change and think about doing something new, and maybe that's you. As you're listening to this episode, you're thinking now is the time to get into the market or now is the time to um, add to your portfolio. And certainly the fall market will be a great time to do that. September and October, there's usually, and this year will be no exception, lots of new launches of new projects coming out. Uh, even in the downtown core, there's some potentially very exciting new launches coming out. And so it's a great time to get into the market for the first time or to build your portfolio um, with another property to add to it. So a lot of people are in that mindset and asking me this question this week, Andrew, why should I buy pre-construction? Uh, why don't I just go and buy something resale? Um, and as I always say, you should always buy pre-construction when you're looking to invest in the condo market. Not that every pre-construction condo out there is a good investment. On the contrary, there's very, very few of them that are. And that's my job to help you find those condos and those opportunities that are the great investments. And uh, there will be some good ones certainly coming up this fall. 
And some of the reasons we've talked about in the past and some of the reasons I've covered in greater detail in other episodes of this podcast and other videos in the past of why pre-construction and why not resale, just quickly recap some of those. First reason being that condos are commodities. Talk about this a lot. Condos are commodities. So they're different from houses, low-rise housing that we're sort of typically used to thinking about, especially as Canadians, at least, or Westerners. If you grew up in Canada, you're thinking about housing, you're probably thinking about a house. A picture of a house comes in your mind, not a picture of a condominium. Condominiums, of course, are the future of housing in Canada, and especially in Toronto, but that's a side note. So condos are commodities. And because they are commodities, people always want the newest and the latest thing. So the newest condos are always the most in demand, both to rent and also to buy. So if you are investing in condos, it makes sense on that level in simplistic terms to own the most in-demand thing, which is the newest thing, which to get the newest thing, you need to buy it before it's built. And that is where pre-construction comes in. If you're, if you're buying older condos, they may be popular today, but tomorrow their popularity will decrease. And generally over time, the popularity, popularity the demand the appeal of your condo is generally speaking going to decrease over time as that condo ages um, and as new condo buildings are constantly being added to the mix and added to the areas that you're investing in. So condos are commodities. Also another aspect of that and help you understand it is to think about a house and with a house you can buy an old house. You could be a hundred year old house. There's thousands and thousands of them in in the city of Toronto. Um, I uh, own one of those 100-year-old houses myself, so uh, I know what that's like as well. Um, but you can completely renovate an older home inside and out and essentially make it brand new. You can change all aspects of the property to whatever you want and make it essentially appear as, as brand new or extremely close to being uh, brand new. And so you can't do that with a condo in the same sense. You can only have control over the inside of the condo. You can't control what the building looks like with the technology uh, and the plumbing and the electrical and internet and, and um, everything else that goes into uh, a building. You cannot change. And so, again, the commodity nature of condominiums get the new ones. The new ones are always the best to have and to own and to invest in. First point. Second point, why pre-construction? Is it the arbitrage opportunity? So arbitrage taking advantage of differences in markets. Um, another way to um, explain this is uh, basically when you can buy the, the, the best and, and most obvious uh, great investment opportunity in the condo is what I call up investing. So when you can get something up stands for UP, stands for U is under market value and P is positive cash flow. Up investing is a term that I've come up with a few years back and um, a lot of people are, are using that now. So uh, if you can get something that is under market value and that has positive cash flow and is projected to have positive cash flow, then that's basically your tried and true surefire way to make sure that you're gonna have a great condo investment that is gonna do very, very well for you in the long term when you're buying it pre-construction. So if you're, and the, the, the key ingredient there of that equation is under market value. So 
if you can buy something pre-construction today that's not going to be built for three or four years and it's cheaper than existing newly completed uh, resale condos in the same immediate area. So if I can buy something pre-construction for say $900 per square foot and there's a building right across the street that is brand new, it was just completed this year and units are trading there on the resale market at $1,000 a square foot, um, that is arbitrage. That is um, a surefire way that you're to, uh, to make sure that your investment is going to do very, very well. So there are those opportunities that exist in pre-construction. Those are the opportunities that we key in and look for. Um, not every single time are we able to achieve that, but if we're able to get close to market value, or a slightly under market value or slightly above market value is sometimes okay too, depending on the situation. But if we're able to find those, uh, those gems where we're clearly under market value, under resale market value when we're buying pre-construction, uh, that is a huge advantage from an investment perspective. Uh, the third reason, deposit structured. So when you're buying resale, you have to come up with the full 20% minimum down payment as an investor immediately, right, right now, today. And if you're buying something pre-construction, of course, that deposit, usually 20%, is spread out over a longer period of time, usually one to two years. In some cases, you can get less than 20% deposit structures, depends on the building. vast majority of the buildings are going to be 20%, but occasionally you can get 15, rarely you can get 10, and once in a blue moon, you can get 5% deposits um, on pre-construction. We've done a few of those here and there, but they're extremely, extremely rare. But anyway, so again, effectively, if you are able to put down less than 20%, compared to buying a resale, you're effectively reducing the price of the property because you're spreading out that deposit, spreading out that capital that you have to take out of um, your investments, your, um, you know, your, uh, whatever you're doing with that money um, that's making you some money somewhere else because you don't want to just be sitting on cash, of course. You're, you don't have to take all that money out right away. You're spreading it out over a period of time mathematically speaking, that's reducing, that's effectively reducing the price that you're actually paying for the unit. So some food for thought there. Uh, another reason we, uh, you know, other uh, sort of less tangible uh, sort of reasons is, you know, if you're buying pre-construction, you don't have any landlord issues, any landlord headaches, any landlord, you don't have to be a landlord. You're buying property, but you don't have to take possession of it. And rent it out for a few years so you're in the market your money's in the market but you don't have to worry about being a landlord and tied in with that you don't have to worry about getting a mortgage so there's no mortgage requirements to to have a mortgage when you're buying pre-construction your mortgage kicks in when the property is finished so uh, that is helpful for a lot of people who are um, perhaps self-employed or their income situation is not as great today as it will be in three, four years. Maybe you're um, getting help from your parents starting out. You're making a low income today. But in three, four, five years from now, when the property is finished, you're going to be making a much higher income. Therefore, you're going to be able to qualify for a much bigger mortgage. Um, 
So that is extremely helpful for a lot of people to be able to buy property, invest in the market without having to go and get a mortgage today because either you don't want to or you're not able to get a mortgage today, but you will be in the future. So those are the, some, of, some of the reasons we talked about in the past for why you want to invest in pre-construction instead of resale. But um, what we want to highlight today, of course, in this episode, is this, this idea of the insider market advantage. And, and um, I was just chatting with somebody about this yesterday. And they're, they're asking me about resale versus pre-construction. And I said, well, you know, one of the big things is this idea of the insider market advantage. And when you look at the resale market, there is no opportunity for an insider uh, advantage. The resale market, by definition, by the you know the existence of the MLS system, um, it, it's just an op- It's essentially very very close to being a completely open market where properties are just exposed to the to the world and anyone can come and buy those properties, and that's exactly what happens. Anyone does come, and the whole idea of 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 selling those properties is to expose them to as many people as possible if you're the seller. So it's you it's very difficult to get an in, there's no insider market there's no uh there's no uh sub market or black market or gray market or whatever you want to call it for the resale where you can you can swoop in and and get properties that are not known to the public um short of going around and knocking on doors which uh obviously some people do do that and they sort of create their own insider market but for 99% of the buying investor population, you, you don't have time to go out there and knock on doors of, of properties and try to find uh, private deals that are, you know, sort of under market value or take advantage of uh, grandmas who don't know how much their house is, you know, their condo is worth and, and you, you offer them some lowball offer, uh, which is a whole discussion for another day on the ethics of that, obviously, but um, that does go on in the, uh, in the market. But for 99% of people, there is no uh, there is no insider market when you're talking about resale. But on the other hand, with pre-construction, there very clearly is an insider market advantage that you can you can um, get if you're working with, as I've talked in the past, if you're working with the right agent. So if you're working with a platinum uh, platinum broker or platinum real estate agent like myself uh, or another one that, that's uh, doing work as a similar type of work and has similar relationships with builders, then that is your, that is your main insider advantage. You can, you can take advantage and get access to and invest in opportunities that are otherwise not available to the vast majority of, of the buying public and certainly the vast majority of, uh, uh, of investors. So let's, uh, let's sort of compare how pre-construction versus resale, um, you know, the differences uh, sort of between them. I want to I just sort of go into this in a little more detail. So resale, as I was saying, is basically an open market. Pre-construction is much closer to uh, being more of a closed type of a market. On paper, you could say, yeah, well, it's a, it's, it is an open market. Anyone can go out there and buy a pre-construction condo. But if you want to get that pre-construction condo at the lowest possible price, at the earliest possible stage when the projects are um, not available 
to the, the public, then you have to have, you have to know the right person. You have to have a relationship with the right platinum agents to get access to that. So resale, it's basically an open market to the whole world. You put it on MLS and anyone has access to that pre-construction. Um, yes, you can buy uh, pre-construction properties, but the best properties at the lowest prices, those are only available to a very select few people. Um, resale market is, is, uh, it has that public access pre-construction is very limited access. Um, essentially millions of people can, can look at realtor.ca and other websites and anyone in the whole world can purchase a resale property that is on the market at any time with pre-construction. There's only, you know, compared to the millions and millions of people who could potentially buy any given resale property, any resale condo. There's only a couple of hundred, approximately I would estimate about 200 platinum agents who have true platinum access to uh, new condo opportunities in the greater Toronto area. Um, so there's only about 200 agents in the entire city of uh, 6 million people and of 50,000 real estate agents. There's only about 200 of us who are actually true platinum agents. So very, very few select people have access to these opportunities and who you can get access to them, to the opportunities through these people. Uh, bidding wars in resale. Bidding wars are common, of course. Bidding wars happen all the time in resale uh, because, again, it, anyone has access to these properties. And so when bidding wars happen, the prices tend to go up and they get, they'll go up higher and higher as more people have access to them. Versus pre-construction, when you're buying with a platinum agent and you're buying at the earliest possible stages, the prices tend to be more fixed and the prices tend to not really move. The prices tend to be set at a certain level at the initial stage. Those units are sold and then the next level of uh, the next group of units are released to more people and the unit prices are increased. And so obviously as, a, as an investor, that's a huge advantage. You even though if they put them out in theory to the open market, uh, there would be bidding wars and prices would be bid up. As an investor, if you're able to get in, you're able to get that uh, property that's in demand and that maybe five, six, 10, 100 people want to buy, but you're able to get it at the set price without having to enter into a bidding war. Again, it all comes down to uh, that access and if you're able to get in, through a platinum agent at that earliest possible stage. Um, resale market is, is it's, you know, it's an example of the efficiencies of capitalism. It's a very efficient sort of open marketplace in that sense. Pre-construction, there are inefficiencies built in. And these, as I've been describing, and these inefficiencies as an investor, they're great. You can exploit them. As a capitalist, you look at that and maybe if you're thinking entrepreneurially, you're thinking, well, there's got to be ways that uh, builders could do this differently and, and um, you know, make it more open and increase prices and have bidding wars and this sort of thing. But that's, a, again, that's a debate for a different day. But the reality is that is not happening. And there are inefficiencies built into the system that you as an investor can exploit. Uh, you can't exploit those inefficiencies in the same way in the resale market because it is much more of an open system. A property sells for what it's worth. Properties will often sell for less than they are worth 
in the pre-construction market, if you understand um, what I've been saying for the past uh, 15, 20 minutes here. Um, resale. Uh, with resale, you have individual property going on the market from an individual seller. That seller only needs to find one buyer. So that seller can afford to sit and wait. That seller has very few, in most cases, very few time constraints. They have the luxury of time to sit there and wait to sell that property. They only need one buyer for that property, that property that you might want to buy. So they can afford to just, in a sense, put it at a higher price and just sit there and wait, wait for that one buyer to come through and buy it. They only need one. They only have one thing to sell. It's a very fragmented market. Every single property is sold by a different seller. Uh, the pre-construction market, on the other hand, with condos is extremely um, uh, consolidated, not fragmented. It's, it's few sellers selling hundreds of units each. So a handful of sellers selling hundreds of units each. So they need hundreds of buyers Okay, and when you are a seller selling something, you need hundreds of buyers, you cannot afford to price your properties too high. You cannot afford to just sit there and wait. Time is money when you are a developer. And again, as the investor buyer, you can take advantage of that. Uh, um, another, you know, just thinking structurally how this market is set up. Uh, in order to build a condominium building, then developers need to hit a certain amount of sales. They need to hit um, they need to hit 70% of sales, uh, 70, 75% of sales before they can get a loan to actually construct the building. And so in order to uh, reach that level of sales, they need to price the units at the beginning low. They need to make sure with certainty that they can move the first 25, 30% of the building pretty much like that right away. And then in order to keep the momentum going for the next 20, 30% of the building, they may raise prices only slightly. They will raise them less than what they probably uh, could raise them in order to keep that momentum going. And so you're still able to get in at a below market price. And it's not really until that 70, 75% mark is hit that a developer can afford to essentially raise those prices up to the sort of market level, the equilibrium level price that they are quote unquote worth in the open market. So again, if you're able to get in that first 20, 30%, or even the second 20, 30%, you're still uh, purchasing something for less than it is quote unquote worth in most cases because the developer is artificially pricing those units lower in order to get sales momentum, in order to get them to that magic number of 70% so they can get the, the project built. If they raise prices too quickly, they lose momentum, they lose uh, buyer's interest, and they are suddenly stuck. And this is a very common thing that we see where developers get stuck at 30, 40% sold, 50% sold, and it's very hard for them to regain that momentum and get it going back up again. And so most sellers, most developers will take the approach again of underpricing of, of uh devaluing and, and selling for less than they really should be selling um, in those early stages in order to get them to that magic 70% number. And again, as investors, we can take advantage of that. And if you're working with a platinum agent who's going to give you that insider market advantage, you're able to uh, reap the benefits of that. 
and buy under market value and make money. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that gave you some new perspective on this question of why you should invest in pre-construction condos and why it's better than investing in resale. And of course, to get the insider market advantage, make sure you're working with a platinum agent. Um, If you want to work with me, I'd love to hear from you. You can always reach me, andrew at truecondos.com. 416-371-2333 is my phone number, direct line. Uh, And make sure you are receiving my weekly email updates by subscribing anywhere at truecondos.com. There you have it. Hope you enjoyed this. Until next time, have a great week and happy investing. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.